Good evening, hockey fans. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's been a minute. It's what three months since we last podcasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot's happened since then. A lot of changes at the clan. We've been away gallivanting. We've been to Newcastle, Leeds, Isle of Arran, where we helped two Colombians home. Uh, missing out the, the your favourite uh, highlight of the Leeds trip. Oh, the, oh yeah. The oh. Yorkshire Train Museum. <laughs> yeah, a wee bit of a last minute pit stop there. Ailey made a fatal mistake of highlighting that from a sign on the side of the motorway. So, of course, that ended up a half day trip to the train museum. So, thanks for that, Ailey. We also went to Greece. Um, where, see where all the fires were? That's where we were, but we managed to leave a week before that all kicked off. But it's a lovely place, so it's still shame to see what's going on there. And speaking of that, we bought the, the clan towels. Which was actually a really good experience from their online shop. Be fair to them, albeit £25 a towel is expensive, but they do actually look pretty cool. And if you check our Instagram, you'll see those towels. But yeah, upcoming in this episode, we've obviously got a lot of things to talk about since we last spoke. We've got ownership change, management change, captain announced, players re-signed, new players signed, departures, arena changes, via play... Clan West AGM, there's a whole lot of stuff to get into, so let's try and kind of crack on with it. So I think to start, there's obviously been a lot going on, and we did have a wee series where we were going to look at back at the previous season, but in the middle of recording that, obviously the ownership changed, there's a bit more of a positive vibe going about the place. We kind of thought it's probably for the best that we maybe don't dwell on that too much, so we just kind of, we canned it. So... Maybe really set another point as a wee historic, a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a Patreon. Um, so we just thought it was maybe best to give everyone a chance under the new ownership and kind of see what comes from it all. And off the back of that, I think we'd mentioned towards the end of last season that we're probably going to renew our season tickets anyway, but to confirm we have renewed our season ticket and looking at Twitter, there's what, 1,700 other folks seem to have? Yeah, I think it's over half of the arena now. I can't can't remember the exact number. Yeah, over think, 50%. Yeah, I think I think the arena holds three, three and a half thousand. So, four, four thousand in the hockey one. So, it said they've sold over 700 tickets, so they're getting close to at least 50% if they've not already crossed it. Um, although, when you look in the map, it's been highlighted by quite a few folk on Twitter that uh, there's four season tickets claimed in the away section right at the front row. So, don't know if those are for like new TV cameras, perhaps for the, the Jumbotron. Mm-hmm. Big Mickey's Jumbotron, but um, that sounds a bit <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe, maybe yeah, might not call it Big Mickey's Jumbotron, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's four season tickets there. So I wonder if maybe the clan are going to maybe give them a wee message to say, You do realize this is where the wee fans might be sitting. <laughs> so I guess first let's go into it, the ownership change, um, probably something quite a few folk didn't think they'd see happening. Neil Black, no longer the owner of the clan. So we've got Michael O'Rourke, who owns TDL Media. And I think the long story short is that company at one point owned Satanta Sports, if you remember them from kind of football days. I think they maybe own, still own Satanta and the Irish version of it. But I think roughly sold it for multi-millions to, I'm guessing it's maybe now via play, whoever it was that bought it over. But they're now on Companies House, the owners um, and the directors are Gareth Chalmers, which I don't think has changed, and then Michael Gerrard Rook um, added the 19th of May this year. So that has been, what, a few months now since the ownership's changed? Has, has it changed for the arena, though? 
Has there been any update on that? It's a good question. I think it's a wee bit woolly there because I think the last regime had a structure where they had like, two separate companies for yeah. the arena. I'm not quite sure if they've brought that all under the one house because obviously the arena company I think might still be looking like it's under Neil Black but that doesn't mean to say the lease hasn't transferred over to the new owners and it may just be they've not shut that company down so it's a bit hard to tell it'll probably become more prevalent on the next set of accounts when you see their assets and liabilities because they probably shouldn't have any Um, but that's not going to be for another year or so before we see that so I think at the moment it would be nice to get a wee bit of clarity but if memory serves me I think I think he said when he was taking over Michael that uh, he wanted the full deal, so you'd assume it's been transferred over. I just can't remember if they ever actually clarified that or not. Don't know. Maybe there's something that will be clarified in the future. But I think it was assumed that that was going to be part of the deal. But yeah, I, th- I, I think what I can remember, the kind of initial article that was talking about the takeover, there was like a reference to running the arena business, so it may just be one of these things with contracts, etc. It's taken a little bit longer to transfer. Yeah, so I'm not sure. It's not too clear. It might be the disrupt under the one company rather than having it as two separate companies. So I guess off the back of that, there's been a few management changes at the club. We have a new head coach and head of hockey operations in Jason Morgan. He's coached in Germany, Denmark, Hungary, Romania. I think he was quite prevalent as an actual NHL player in the LA Kings, Blackhawks, Minnesota Wild and the Calgary Flames. So I think he had quite a good... Uh, CV. Uh, a good CV. Um, I think one of the th- good things that's happened and we've gone to is happened in some interviews and we managed to get a question answered by him in terms of style of hockey play. Um, so I don't know if we'll be able to answer that clip, but if you check out the, the clans... Clan chat uh, interview, Coach Morgan. You'll see there's a question from us there about what his style of play is and things like that. So that looks quite interesting, looks exciting. Um, then something a bit new to us, at least being relatively new clan fans as an assistant coach and goalkeeping coach in Jeff Bata. Um, as you can imagine, there's been quite a few puns about that guy's uh, name, Jane, uh, name, last name. We're going to batter them, I think was one of them that was quite prevalent. Yeah, he also had a, a very unfortunate uh, photo used in the, the announcement where it looked like he was straight off of Crime Stoppers. It was very, <laughs> very much like an e-fit. Yeah. Very odd. Um, so, uh, looking at the blurb about it, they've been talking about working together for a while and they've been ga- glad to kind of get the opportunity to work together. And he's going to assist with video analysis, practice, bench management. I think it's quite interesting to have a goalkeeping coach. I know last season, not t- talking that too much, there's also a wee bit of debating over the quality maybe that was there. And I guess this really does mean there's not really any excuse to not have quite a good goalkeeping tandem that we'll come on to if we've also got the addition of a proper goalkeeping coach on the management team. So I think that was the kind of, I guess, on-ice management changes. The off-ice coming into the club is Aaron Murphy, who probably most folk know from via play commentary. Um, I think he's kind of... Is it American Canadian but staying in Dublin or something like that? Something like that. So he's came in in a newly created role of senior advisor of hockey and broadcast operations. Um, and I think when I looked at the notes, it said he's worked with the owner of the, the known of the clan for 14 years. And I thought one of the most interesting points of the article was that um, he says the owner wants to, him to bring in the culture and mentality that he wants. So it suggests they are looking to kind of change up maybe with the previous 
culture was in the club and go for something completely different. And I think so far we can say that the interviews with him have been very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so really impressed so far. I think he's been a new front-facing dynamic. Of You can tell he's a guy that's worked for a broadcasting corporation and done lots of interviews. It seems like he was right in his wheelhouse and seemed quite natural at it. So they clearly put out those kind of 10-minute interviews with different players at the moment. Admittedly, I think they could have done that a bit sooner, but I get there's probably a whole lot of things going on behind the scenes that probably take precedence over that. But if they've got these interviews out at the time of signing them, it probably would have been quite good. That was one of the good things about the last kind of uh, setup was that when we signed a player, we did have the interviews come out with them relatively soon mm-hmm. after we signed them. So, yeah, so but overall, he seems like a good signing. Also, off it or off ice was Jamie McLaughlin as the commercial director. So this was kind of a not weird one, but if you remember when it all kicked off last year, he kind of was not too long after handed in his resignation, was going to Pastures New, and I think basically said there was nothing to do with the signing, but was going to help out with the clan to see over a transfer. So he, he did seem about the arena up until the until the tail end of the season, really. And I guess for us, he's always been quite a good face for the clan. Um, I think in the the previous season's interview at the start of the season about talking about the different challenges of face, whether it was energy, different things to the arena and all that kind of stuff. I thought it came across really well. So this is him kind of signed back on, back full time. So um, yeah, it looks like he's maybe changed his mind in the career direction and he's now back with the clan. So that should be exciting. So that was kind of, I guess, the management changes. Obviously, we've seen online there's there's an accountant role and things like that so I don't know if the clan ever had the office of an accountant but whether it's an in-house accountant or an external accountant so they are looking for that so that hopefully they'll brush up some stuff there but moving on So other announcements so Dyson Stevenson's back uh, he has got the C again this time uh, Ian's put down it looks like he has a gun to his head in the video of announcement <laughs> Yeah, I think when you look at the announcements, there's some players who you can tell are a wee bit natural at and there's others that are, um, I should say, look like they've really rushed out this video. Um, but yeah, it did look like there's perhaps like uh, Jeff Batter behind him with a, a pistol yeah. uh, when he's doing his announcement. I was, quite, I was quite surprised that he was coming back in a captain's sake capacity because I kind of thought that he'd be looking to explore more into the coaching role. Uh, or an assistant coach but un- unless he's thinking that now that we've got an assistant coach layer that could be kind of a, a development opportunity for him for future seasons who knows yeah uh, so yeah I think everyone all around good signing good to have yeah definitely I think you know that um, celebration that we go on about every episode in Fife with the guns and all that kind of stuff I think that's almost cemented him as being a kind of like clan legend um, so it's good to have him back and I think like you say I think Obviously, having these um, two coaches maybe gives him more of an opportunity to learn how... I'm not saying he doesn't know how to coach, but maybe gives him more time to learn how to coach with less pressure. Whereas, obviously, the last season he took on being a player and effectively being part of a management team. And this might allow him to actually kind of get more experience working under these more experienced folk coaching and things like that. So it might give him that opportunity to step up yeah. even in future seasons with the clan, potentially. So I think we are... Uh, Buzzing that I have him back, and that's a great signing as a captain. Yeah, I think all the interviews we we saw last season of people or the other players talking about Dyson, they said he was a like a great great person to have in the dressing room for in terms of motivating everyone. So I think having that presence back would be really valuable. Yeah, no, 
we're really excited for that. I think moving on, we've got kind of players returned now. Obviously, starting with a bit of a sad one with uh, Mike Hammond passing away. Um, obviously, a real sad one there. Like, I think it was mentioned as a car crash in Canada, so mm-hmm. it was real, real sad. I think obviously we maybe weren't too much in into following the clan at the time he played for them but by the he played in one of the best lines that clans had in his history and obviously a bit of a sad one there um, and even more sad that I guess he was uh, from I think Gareth Charles who tweeted that he was he was on the cards for well he'd re-signed and was part of an announcement going out mm-hmm. unfortunately the week he passed away so that's a bit of a sad start to get off off to there but in terms of other players uh, returning from last season or previous seasons now that we've updated the notes we have the happy bus, Gary Hayden. Uh, we've Jordan Kimney. And I think at the start when they were announcing players, were quite good at uh, kind of highlighted what lines they were going to be playing. So you get an indication of where they were playing. Gary Hayden, they never mentioned, but Jordan Kimney, they said he was going to be in the third line. Jordan Buesa. I didn't realise he was uh, half Spanish, I think it says. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buesa, not give it away, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's playing the fourth line and I think I think we both thought this last season that when he went to was it Sheffield Steel Dogs on a kind of a two-way thing um, towards the second half of the season to get more ice time I definitely felt that when he, he was back playing that he did seem to have improved a lot and mm-hmm. I think now see we're quite happy to see him on the lineup. Uh, so hopefully he can continue that and I think probably the more recent player that's returned not from last season but from 21-22 is the Soul Train Cody Soul uh, so he's returned for the 21-22 season um, I think in his tight year away he was in the French Alps League I think it was um, I think when we, he played for us it, it was Malcolm Cannon's first season and if memory serves me it was like the season that was kind of like cut short we didn't have ice it was all compressed and all that kind of stuff and I think Malcolm Cameron did play quite a defence focused strategy which I think highlighted maybe some defenseman shortfalls. Um, I think for me, Cody Soul, I think quite a lot of people say it's, it's hard to really say. You can't say because I played under Malcolm Cameron, they weren't good, but then also say Shane Starrett was great because he played under, you know, it was the same management team, isn't it? But I think Cody Soul showed glimmers of hope in some places. And then in other places, we can all remember the bit. Uh, there was one that sticks out for me was the clip of him. I think we were there, we are. There's no pressure on him whatsoever, and then he just like basically hooks a guy in the face. And I think that's maybe highlighted by I think when he played for us last time, it was 150 minutes. Now he had in the penalty box. So for me, I'm not overly concerned. It's been a bit of a mixed bag review on the internet. I think he'll come good. That's my bold prediction. And I get I said probably that for every player last season, but I think he'll come good maybe with a different management system. And I think on paper, most of the other clubs he's played at it seems to have had a decent track history so we'll see what happens there so I think we've gone to the new signings fresh that have not played for the clan before um, so gosh Ailey you're going to have to <laughs> I knew you'd do that you're going to have to help me uh, see this one so do you want to try the first of the tandem goaltenders names okay so our first goalie is a Finnish netminder Antti Car- Carolinen I think you might be close I'm sure I heard Aaron Murphy say his name and I think at the time you said that I was like I should take a note of how he pronounced that um, but yeah, I think Sorry, <laughs> so. He played in the Alps Hockey League. I think he was the was the winner last year or something like that. But he's also competing in the Champs Hockey League, uh, and I've never heard of this before. So I ended up going down a bit of a rabbit hole. The Spengler Cup, 
which is apparently a in Switzerland Davos Invitational Only Tournament. Ooh, sounds very fancy. <laughs> uh, but Morgan says, great work ethic, ton of experience. So seems pretty good. And I guess his tandem goal goalkeeper uh, was is Jake. Is Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. yeah. I've mistyped it here, but Kelly. But yeah, Kylie, who is an American, he played for EC Cassell Huskies in the gym too. Um, with the high shots against and safe percentage so that's pretty impressive um, and I think Coach Morgan was playing in that same league and or at least played against him and he's described him as a goalkeeper that's a bit of a game changer so that kind of look, let's not hype the guy up too much that's kind of what Shane Starrett was I think for us in that season kind of kind of gave us like a fair few points from some of the stuff he'd done so overall from the goalie's point of view, it looks in face value like we've got a good tandem. I think they've not said there's going to be a clear, this guy's going to play like 50 games and this guy's only going to get a shoe and it seems like they are going to properly rotate it. Mm-hmm. Well, assuming they both are relatively equal and one doesn't turn out to be a runaway superstar, it looks like they're going to properly tandem it. There, there was also, which I didn't pick up on, in Coach, Coach Morgan's interview, he Apparently alluded to a Brit uh, two-way deal yeah. for, a, for a local team. So Ewan Simpson was announced a couple of days ago for the Paisley Pirates. So I think we could have the assumption that that's who it would be. But nothing's actually been announced as of yet. So watch this space. Yeah, so it's looking likely that Ewan Simpson will be signed on as the the third goalie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to play that there is that going to mean that one of the, the imports gets benched so we can play more imports outfield who knows I guess we'll see that when it comes and moving to the forwards so we've got some got a fair few exciting announcements I'd say we've got Charlie Holmes um, this was also rumoured that he was coming as part of like a brother duo if you remember that and I, if memory serves me I can't remember what was his brother called again Jake, I can't remember. So, <laughs> but his brother is what his CV was like. It looked incredible. It was like he was getting like ninety five points a season or something like that. It looked a bit too good to be true, and as it stands just now, it looks like it was too good to be true because that rumor seemed to have really died off a bit. So I think he's played for the Stars. He played in Denmark last year. I mean, he played for the Stars. He, he got seventy eight points, and the Stars managed to get to the playoffs as well. So. It seems like he does know his bit, know how to do the business in the league and hopefully he can reach those kind of points with us. So, good signing. And I think, if memory serves me, this next signing we made was Philip Sonchi. Philippe Sonchi. He was from the Stars as well, wasn't he? Yeah. I, I think when, it, when we saw him get signed, I, see, I saw a fair few people say they were going to have to go back and retrospectively delete all their tweets <laughs> calling him a wee rat because he was a wee bit of a rat. I think he was very much in, like, Toby Craig's pocket, like just yeah. silly, silly, silly diving penalties, but he'd get them all the time, which was like so frustrating. But obviously, I was playing, playing, playing on our side. Dive away all you want, buddy. It's that classic thing of like when he's not when he's not in your team, you hate him, but when he's on your team, you love him. So, <laughs> um, so we know all of a sudden big Sonchi fans. I don't know if that's how I say his name. I've just kind of decided to embarrass shit a bit. Um, so he's definitely a love or hate player and basically love him as he's on your team so I'm kind of excited to actually see him play yeah. for us and I'm wondering if he's going to be in the same lane as Charlie Combs which would maybe be good seeing as we 
got that history together at the start? Yeah, I think there's there's a rumour, we're going to the end Sunday, and there was a rumour for some, like, what was the guy called? These city police for like the, I put a picture of someone ice, someone Iceman or something like that, but he looks really good, and they're saying that he could be phenomenal if he plays as the centre with these two and the kind of wings and stuff like that, so that could be exciting. But um, yeah, so two, I would say those are two relatively exciting players who, on paper, we know what we're getting and should deliver in the league because they've got experience of playing the league. I think moving on, one of the, I think one of the first, if memory serves me, uh, first import signings around that time was a guy called Ryan Harrison, and this got a bit of excitement and buzz because Star it uh, gave him high praise about the club, but I think he'd also get. Do not give the clan like a press release from Starrett saying like I've been roommates with this guy, he's a really good worker, great ethic and stuff like that. So that was when he was playing like Kansas Kansas City Mavericks Pied as well. When he's he has played a few places in Europe. My impression my notes is that he's going to be a bit of an agitator, but um also from his video, I guess he might be a lady's favourite. <laughs> Quite a handsome guy. <laughs> or a guy's favourite as well. Um and then Next, or these aren't in any order if I sent them. We have also signed Alex Forbes, so a Brit player from Elgin, actually. I didn't realise that. Um, and he's going to be playing the fourth line. And I think he'd been playing in Coventry Blaze for a while and can play both as a forward and defence. So a good kind of all-rounder, I'd say, there to help us out. Because if you look at last season, we obviously got a few defensive injuries, but and then had players that probably weren't used to playing in D having to go back, whether it was Shabot, um, you know, Dyson and things like that. So hopefully if needs be, we've got somebody who can go in and just pick, do quite a good job, not saying Dyson or Shabot didn't, but he seems a bit more natural at it. And then speaking of Brits, we've got Robert gosh, I'm going Thank you. Um played for the Guild for Flames, Northern Panthers, again, another fourth line player. I think when we, he'd, he'd done an interview with a uh, clan chat TV. Aaron Murphy. I'm sorry, my mind's totally not <laughs> uh, And he was saying that he's going to be in a bit of a leadership role. So I'm wondering if he's going to have like an A uh, because he's got obviously experience within the league. So I think the intention is that he's going to be able to kind of settle in the newer players to the league. Yeah. I, if anyone says me, was he part of the Great Britain gold medal squad as well? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I think he'll be a good influence in the dressing room as well. Yep. Yeah. So moving on from them, well, I think the more recent forward signing was a guy called Luke Lynch, who's played the past few seasons in the ECHL. I mean, with the Jacksonville Icemen. Um, also, when I looked at his elite prospects, you know, the, the home of all great... If, Base everything off that, coming on. He played for the Pittsburgh Penguins, like elite team as a junior. So, sounds like he had some skills when he was younger, anyway, at least. And again, the notes say he adds leadership. And I think the thing that I took from the kind of blurb that they put on the website from Coach Morgan was that he's a playmaker. And I think, seeing you look at last season, one of the things I felt we missed was, um, like chaps like Yellowhorn. Like I think when he was when he played for us, I think I kind of underappreciated what he brought to the table. But I definitely felt like he was the kind of guy that was able to kind of be a bit of a playmaker. So hopefully this kind of fills that gap that maybe we were missing a wee bit last season. So that was a kind of rundown of the forwards. 
And on defence, which obviously looking at last season, it's a bit difficult because you're kind of looking at it going, we didn't really do that well, but we also have to look at the D-men we had there and go, you know, half the time there's only three of them. Yeah, and they're putting more than a minute. They're playing like basically half the matches. But for the most part, we've uh, got some fresh signings in. What I think one of the first ones was Nate Callan, an American who... He's played in the ECHL with Maine Mariners and he had a bit of a stint in Slovakia, I think it was. Um, I think they're saying he's a right shot defenseman and he's going to be playing as part of a power play unit. Um, Following on from that, we had Bryce Reddick, the Canadian. When I was looking into some research, I think it might have even been the blood, but they were saying that Coach Morgan played with him in Arizona. Um, he's won an elite league into playoffs for Cardiff. So again, this looks like an experienced signing. Um, you can maybe say, is this the kind of experienced signing that um, was Stephen Dixon was maybe meant to bring last season? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, not nothing against Stephen Dixon. Obviously, it was a tough season all round. But hopefully, this kind of experience and winning a league is going to trickle into the team. So we can hopefully... A bit ambitious to maybe think we're going to win a league this season, but no, never know. And then the last thing I think, was Zach Vinnell. Is that how you say it? Sounds good to me. <laughs> Canadian defenseman, played for Indy Fuel for a brief stint last year. And what I found interesting about that is I feel like Indy Fuel seems to come up all the time. I think there's a whole lot of different players that have left from here, from the clan to Indy Fuel, or went from Indy Fuel to here. But you do wonder, James, what do you think Driscoll said to him if he spoke to him about mm-hmm. coming to the clan? Judging from the coach's comments, this is one that's going to be a wee bit, kind of like maybe what Gary Hayden was maybe last season, a prospect player. Maybe needs a wee bit of coaching to get, obviously, Hayden excelled. But basically, the comment from Coach Morgan was that he hopes to take Vinnell to the next level. So that suggests he's a working work, work in progress, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much all the signings for the clan that we've made so far. How many have we got left to sign? Don't know. We've got the one goalie. Definitely, we've got at least two defensemen and maybe a few forwards to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not too many. But you're really hoping we're going to get some big signings coming in because I think when you look at a lot of the the signings, definitely a lot of the players look to be announced as being fourth line. And like Alex Forbes and Robert Lakovitz were down as the fourth line. So and who was someone else was down the third line somewhere. So definitely announced a lot of the lower line. So you're hoping we're going to get some big name signings in. Big name, you know. Uh, marquee signings for the next wee while looking at the team what's your expectations for this season Ailey? I'd like to see us up in the top half of the table this season so fifth fourth hmm. uh, yeah so I agree with you there I think it's unrealistic to expect I know oh, like if we if we look at um, one of the things I think we're going to do is a new signing bingo card because what we've realised is they all seem to say the same thing. And nothing against them, right? I get it. They've just got to do a 10-minute blurb. A 10-second blurb, sorry. But it's going to be, they're going to get the keywords in massive, purple army. Silverware? Silverware is another one. Well, spoke with Coach Morgan and love his plans. That's another one. Heard a lot of good things about the organisation. <laughs> yeah. That sort of thing. We're going to play golf in Glasgow. Yeah. That's another one. So don't... Can't wait to get over there and see the Purple Army. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's, there tends to be some common themes in the videos. So I was tempted to try and make like a new sign and bingo card. <laughs> yeah. But where do I think they're going to go? I think hopefully we can finish in the top six. I think we'd be ideally aiming, I think, fourth. 
especially in last season, I get every other team's going to be improving. We had an absolute miserable season last time. We were probably, it was not something that was actually only a handful of points between climbing up a few more places. And just in the last couple of seasons, we've, we've just kind of scraped into the playoffs by the skin of our teeth. I think last, last season we only got into the playoffs because Fife got beat by someone else. Yeah. And then the season before, I think we maybe finished up seventh, but there was like, like spitting hairs in terms of like a spitting hairs, spitting hairs. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like a points difference between seven to eight, nice times. So I think comfortably getting through to the playoffs would be a good uh, goal. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I watched the clan chat to Gary Hayden recently, and I think that's one of the things he said is that they don't want to be sitting watching the TV hoping that Guildford beat Fife. Yeah, they want to. Get some of these points. I think you've seen as early on in the season they gave away too many cheap points and easy points. I get those injuries, but I think you've seen as if you can tighten up in those aspects, just that in itself will mean we're at least in the playoffs comfortably. Mm-hmm. But you're really hoping we can start to challenge, push up the table. But I guess when you look at what's going to be improving, but I think we've seen, I think everyone's seen like the kind of Belfast Giants seem to be in a signing spree where they've, you know, saying the guy who plays in the AHL and you know, on paper has, you know, should be the best player in the league or whatever. But so it's just every other team is improving around us by the looks of it. So we just need to try and make sure we can try and put, I think as long as we can push it above six comfortably, that's the first step. And if we can try and get into those top four spots, that'd be ideal because then it would hopefully give us better chances to get through into the playoff finals. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I found last season, obviously the Challenge Cup, was a bit of a disaster. Maybe we could win a Challenge Cup game. Yeah, yeah, that's benchmark one. But <laughs> yeah, but let, let's hope we can actually just push on and do quite well in that because that'd be good. Because it was a Fife or Dundee that got quite far. Fife. Yeah, they got to the final. Uh-huh. You know, it'd be great just to even get to a final or something. So, you know, that's maybe ambitious as well. But, you know, if Fife can do it and they had on paper, outside of that, a worse season than us, then, you know, there's nothing to say we can't do something like that as well. Mm-hmm. I think kind of moving on from, we've obviously talked a lot about the signings, we've got a lot of uh, weavers and I've been, I've got a wee spreadsheet I've been updating, probably seen like the Pub Army forum or whatever, with like, I look at the roster for the previous season and see where they've all went and kind of things like that but I think one of the things I put on is there's a kind of was it NIHL like revival going on by the looks of it, it seems like there's a lot of uh, investment. investment going on down there, so obviously we had a back the bid campaign that didn't succeed in the end with the clan, but they kind of immediately moved on to the, the Solway Sharks and seemed to have kind of made a big impact there. Um, I jokingly called them the Solway clan because obviously there was a period where they'd send a whole load of folk from the clan. Um, so they'd, they've got Craig Peacock who uh, retired from actually playing hockey, he's now going in as a GM. You've got John Dunbar going in as a player slash, I think it's marketing. Mm, yeah. Some, 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 some sort of hybrid role to get some experience. And I think actually, look, a player of his skill is going to tear up that league, mm. but I think it's good for him to get that kind of entry level, I, I don't know what you say, back office role. Yeah, it's probably quite uh, smart of him to move into that role, but he's obviously thinking of his future outside of hockey after, so that's hopefully the like, him transition into yeah, whatever he's wanting to do beyond his playing career. And then also Liam Stenton signed for Solway. So I think we did it, he was originally on like a, he signed a two year contract with Clan last uh, year, but I think that's worth his 
Yeah. Okay. We've realised these contracts are worth absolutely nothing. So he's kind of told his contract up. <laughs> I don't know why I've dramatised it like that. <laughs> he stood there in front of uh, <laughs> um, uh, So yeah, and, and the, the Solway as well, The uh, I think the their social media has been stepped up. Oh, yeah. They've stepped up in terms of social media uh, for all these announcements. There was a really funny one. I can't remember what it was. I think it was announced in Dunbar or something like that. But how did it go again? Oh, anyway. So, the, the, yeah, the PR, the PR, they've been doing a good job at it. To the point where I think we're even going to try and go down to see a match or two. It is a wee bit of a trek, to be fair, down in Dumfries. But maybe try and do that. But going back to Liam Stenton, I would say that's probably a wee bit of a disappointing one because he was generally one of the a bit prospect but understand if he's maybe been told that he's not going to get the game time that maybe he was getting last season so fair enough um, and I think when we look at NIHL so Harry Ferguson go to the Telford Tigers and we've got Liam Danskin albeit again he wasn't maybe part of the first team squad for the majority of the season was maybe more of a filler but he's now went to the Hull Seahawks so definitely a fair few of the Brit players were last season going to the NIHL. Um, yeah, and I guess some of the others, just kind of other random ones, we've got Gabriel Chabot, he's went to a French team, Chamonix, I think they might be pronounced. Um, and I guess we just want to give a big shout out to the Chabot enthusiast, RIP, <laughs> gone but not forgotten. Oh, Absolutely love that Twitter account. Um, obviously, Stephen Dixon's retired. I think the clan just put a PR release about that just the other week, but I'm pretty sure there was like was it not something like his partner or wife had posted right at the end of the season, enjoy your retirement. So yeah. I thought they'd written that off as him being retired. And then Steve McParland, who's went to German Three League Seabulls Hall, I think. Um, and for us, I guess that's quite good because I, I think he turned out towards the end of the season as being quite a good player. Um, and he was rumoured to be going to the Belfast Giants so it's quite good to I guess not see him come back and maybe shoot goals against us so best of luck to him and all that kind of stuff I think looking at some of the unlikely returners I think with the the, the goalie tandem it would be fair to say that um, uh, Muse and Ty Taylor are probably unlikely to be returning at this point Mitch Jones rumour is that he's qualified as a fireman so would has a guess that potentially could rule him out is coming back if that's him looking to maybe settle down and have a full time kind of career outside of hockey. Um, Brad Kennedy is the last one of the forwards in the team that's not confirmed as either at another team or coming back. My guess is that it's probably unlikely that he's going to be returning because the third and fourth lines look like they're probably near enough full. Mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't imagine he's playing up a line. I guess that was maybe the point we have seen it. Um, so yeah um, I think one of the things that's obviously happened is we've got the via play changes that have gone on there via play basically saying they're withdrawn from the market um, just in general not just the hockey but they're trying to withdraw from the whole British broadcasting market including like Scotland football games and stuff like that albeit I think they're still showing stuff for a period of time but I think everyone kind of saw that was happening when I think the EIHL website mysteriously just took down anything to do with via play mm-hmm. um, I guess that might potentially be this way Aaron Murphy's got more of an opportunity to come with work with us if maybe that's kind of side of things is drying up but it looks as if we've got at the moment as it stands no TV coverage for the league um, and I'm would I say I'm surprised not really I don't I, I just can't see there being much money in it for any broadcasting company to come in and show loads of live EIHL games at, I just don't think there's a big enough fan base for it. I think that's where the, I think that's where the league needs to be become more creative 
in terms of how do they market it? Is it the live streams have got going on now? Can we all pull together for like a season pass? But then how do you how do you facilitate that? Mm-hmm. But I think in order to try and get more fans into the sport, is maybe making it part of the agreement of the league that all these live streams maybe they get they can make highlights packages from it for BBC, ITV, Channel Four, Five, whatever, something that gives it a bit more. Uh, attention somewhere, even if it's like on the BBC Sports website. But I get it's not a mainstream sport, and it's maybe not an incentive to show it. But I think I don't know. There's a, I think there's a discussion point in there that we need to do a, a lot more to try and promote sport the football league. Yeah, because via via play as well. I don't I don't know if there were any other broadcasters that broadcasted the NHL games, but were they not the only ones in the UK that did the NHL broadcasts. I think I think you can get like a pass from the NHL to watch. I don't know if it's all the games or whatever, but in terms of yeah. their telly, I think they were really nice. Yeah, and I think by by all accounts, we we've been uh, I need to look into this because we signed up for like a year. Past, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but so we we better start learning, learning Swedish so we can watch some Scandinavian jam. So I think I think that's where they had a very good NHL coverage. And if I was to be totally honest with you that's probably more what I'm going to be missing from that than the lack of coverage of games I'm probably not going to watch for other hockey teams. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a discussion point in there of what to do with the TV coverage because I don't think it's sustainable to expect, you know, for example, us to pay £15 for every match, clan play away, but maybe it's more sustainable to say, right, maybe a te- average of a tenner a match, you just buy a season ticket for it or something. I don't know. I get there's a whole other things going, they don't want to make the, the prices cheap, but then nobody actually goes to the arena. Yeah. Then they don't get the kind of ticket price, but they also don't get the kind of uh, auxiliary things they get, like sweets and drinks and all that kind of stuff. So I totally get it's a difficult one, but as it stands just now, it looks like we're into the season with absolutely no TV coverage outside of the team's live streams. At, I think basically unanimously £15 a stream, which... With the different kind of things that cost a lot and all that, I just don't think it's really sustainable for a lot of people to do it. So, will that then start to dwindle there where even the live stream starts to dwindle away if people can't afford to buy them? I don't know. But anyway, that's just one of the points there. Um, On the flip side, uh, just talking about the live stream, I'm kind of hoping that now that we've got Adam Murphy and his experience, that the, the live stream will, the quality will be superior, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, you see, like when we've watched other streams, you know, they have. During the, uh, the period breaks, they've got like like content being broadcast. So you think that's an opportunity for us to, yeah, show more about what's going on behind the scenes, or like you know they could have advertising at yeah. the, the, those period breaks and kind of get some revenue into the club. So yeah, you would hope that that those streams are going to improve with with the new ownership model. I think there's definitely a debate to be had there because. On one hand, I really want the, sh- the streams to improve, but I guess in order to do that, there's like a money monetary factor. Then part of me is also like, well, do you know what? I'd rather pay less and just get just them show me the game without any commentary. But is that going to for cheaper? You know, just do we need something more basic that all teams can afford to do? I don't know. There's definitely a whole. I would like to be in the IHL's, uh, I don't know, committee or whatever it is to deal with this. That seems a bit stressful. Um, I think in arena changes, I think. One of the first announcements that came out, and we we're finishing off the, or nearly finishing off the podcast with, was Big Mickey O'Rourke has um, committed to a new Jumbotron telly, 
Um, so that's going to be interesting to see where that is. We've not really heard anything more about it, have we? Or seen anything? Like you'd, I kind of would expect some pictures or something like that. But it seems like I think Jamie McLaughlin in the season ago start of interview said it's quite a big task to do. So although it is, I think that was one of the commitments on the kind of press release of the takeover. Mm-hmm. So we're intrigued to see how that goes and what comes from it. Is it going to be similar to you know the Fife? Kind of projector screens around the way or whatever. Yeah, like one of those things you had in a primary school, like the, the wee slides. Put the hands <laughs> yeah. on it. Just be that. Somebody's got a wee bit of cellophane. Yeah. Picture on it. So yeah, I think we've covered off quite a lot of stuff there. I'm sure we've missed a whole multitude of things. OSC? Yeah, so we're just going to move on to the, the OSC. Obviously, if you might have seen on Twitter, the memberships are open, so I would uh, recommend signing up for some of the perks you get from it. I think this is off the top of my head, so don't quote me on it. 10% off merch at the clan games, discounted tickets. So if you've not got a season ticket or you're looking to bring, get tickets for other folks, I think you can get some discounted tickets through them, discounted travel. Uh, what else is there? Their events. Their events. Yeah. Uh, puck drops, man of the match things. Yeah. So I think from our point of view, we were obviously lucky last year and we we did a Man of the Match for, I think it was actually a Fife match. match. Yeah, I think it was one of these ones where, uh, I think we've told this story before, but but you kind of go down five minutes before, it was a great experience, but we're maybe winning 1-0 and then when we're walking down, it was 1-1 and then by the time we got to give them the Man of the Match, we'd lost... (laughs) They've lost two one, so you can imagine the player. Uh, it was John Hughes getting uh, getting his man of the match, but he wasn't the most enthused. But to be fair to him, I tweeted the picture and he liked it, so I got a big like off John Hughes. But um, yeah, there's loads of different events like that, and we've had a good time. That was the was it we did the bowling um, quiz. Quiz. Um, I think we went to the went to Belfast. Belfast, like those Christmas. kind of things. So yeah. Just to give you a heads up, the memberships open. The price is the same as last year: ten pounds for an adult, five pounds for a child. And I think over the piece, if you actually buy merch or anything like that from the clan merch list, you probably end up making that back just in itself. Let alone all the other things you yeah. could get. I think we went to the AGM probably because if we're going to be honest, we probably are sad sacks had nothing else to do, but but also quite nosy. So it's quite interesting to see. I think one of the things that often gets forgotten about is obviously they are volunteers yeah. um, and having been in committees in a lot of various in my professional life uh, they can be often thankless sometimes I get there's a lot going on last season but I think overall they did quite a few good things as well um, I think the things that came up they were talking about the different things that I think they raised money for through the memberships and the different events and correct me if I'm wrong but I think one of the things is they managed to donate a car to the clan or something like that yeah. and I was like surely that's the thing front and centre we need to get publicised there I know because you, you were both saying we had no idea about that so surely they should be yeah, promoting what they're actually using their yeah. membership but I get there's a lot going on there's a lot of things but yeah there's definitely some untapped things that I definitely think they could do to raise their profile because they are doing some good things I know last season there's definitely you know maybe getting a few Right into the stick sometimes and things that are probably mm-hmm. outside of their control and maybe even remit. But um, I would recommend trying to support the guys and let's try and, I guess, in the spirit of everything that's going on, I think for most folk, we're all trying to give everyone a fresh start and, you know, a new lease of life. So let's try and be positive with everything. So, um, well, I think, I think, sorry, just when you were talking about uh, the benefits that they offer, so the, the discounted tickets were for Section 8, which I think from, I don't know, obviously we've not been going to the the clan games for that long, but from what we've read online, the section N attendance is maybe 
dwindled over the years and it used to be pretty packed, everyone in loud voice. I'm not saying they weren't in loud voice last season because God love them, they kind of kept, kept the atmosphere going when sometimes it just... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's now not going to be in a West Sea section, section in. They've kind of uh, hand that over for season tickets and it looks like it's pretty much... Sold out almost. For yeah. So I think I think to clarify, they have section. They have got an allocation some, in section N and section G, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. I think there is a kind of other folk that are trying to pick up the baton of uh, you know, like I think they're. I think it's like kind of a lot of these things in different football clubs. There's different people that maybe you know had the drums and stuff like that, and you know maybe they kind of disagree about how the club going or just fall out of favour with like following the clan. So I think there's a new re- not regime, but like new kind of. Uprising of different folk. <laughs> uprising, I don't to say that, but anyway. the Jacobites. <laughs> yeah. So, right, um, so there's a lot going on there, um, and we've had a fair few good times with the West Sea, is I think what we're saying. Yeah. But I think, it, I guess, kind of coming to the end of our chinwag about the season, trying to catch up in the past three months, um, I think things are looking relatively positive. Mm-hmm. I think we've still got a, few, a fair few signs to sign, and um, I think it's something like eight weeks or something like that until. Is it even eight weeks? Maybe is it eight weeks? Maybe less than that because I think there's some friendlies at the start of September, so it's probably six weeks or something like that. Um, to some of the friendlies now, unfortunately, for the best part of September, we're away on holiday, so we're probably going to miss a fair few of these friendlies. So we might end up behind the stream in a different time zone. Um, but yeah, it's looking like it's going to be a positive season. And I think uh, all we can do is try and support the team, support the manager, and keep it going. Yeah. So. Thanks for listening. Um, won't leave it as long going forward. Try and do one every every week or two um, with any updates. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you've had a good summer, and we'll see you the time.